Hello and welcome <laughs> to Kruby's request number two. We're doing the movie Hellraiser. Before we get to that, Seth almost killed Jessica. <laughs> she almost needed some serious <laughs> dental work done. Almost knocked some teeth out. Seth kicked the table like it was a kickball. <laughs> <laughs> All the papers flew off the table. Okay, now you're exaggerating just a little bit. Jessica's microphone thwapped up. <laughs> I merely bumped it with my knee. I cheated death just then. You did. That thing came at you like an angry penis. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It did. Angry penis. Hmm. How you doing, Seth? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little disappointed I didn't uh, wear the cutoff shirt today. Yeah, I was hoping we'd match. Aww. He looks good, doesn't he? Does. Hot. His arms. He went rowing. You went rowing this weekend? Kayaking. Okay. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I guess. I don't know. Huh. Are you going to be a professional kayaker? No. Oh. Mm-mm. Well, that's boring. It was a leisurely trip. Leisure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's entertaining. Yeah. Mm. You are looking pretty jacked, though. Shut up. How long were you out in the sun? Three hours. You don't have any sunburns? I do back here. Oh. I probably couldn't see it because your shoulders are bulging They're so, so large huge. I can't, yeah. <laughs> Get me a mirror. I'll show you. Uh, I better not. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get too crazy. Okay, so we're doing the movie Hellraiser today. Um, this was a listener uh, request who suggested this. Caitlin. Do we know her? Yes. Does she like us? I think so. <laughs> I yeah. thought so prior to um, this. I assume so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. She might not after, but we'll see. Um, hmm, I question... Um, whoever's friend she is, I don't know that she's really, you might want to have a chat with her about it. I don't know. But Caitlin, thank you for suggesting the movie. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Before we get to that, uh, do we have any reviews or social media comments we want to go over? No reviews. Look at the weather out here, dude. We may lose power. We have a tornado. Whoa. Is that a freaking branch? What is that? What is it? It wasn't a kid, was it? I think my kids are in the house. No. There's <laughs> a branch is falling down. Yeah. It's a good thing you're by the window and not me. Yeah, so the gliders Great. swing out here. Look at the wind. Look at the, the dust. It's Holy whipping. Oh, whipping. <laughs> are you making fun of the way I talk again? Never. There's a dark. I don't see any storm clouds. Ah, this is wild. I hope we don't lose power. Look at the trees back there. The trees are sideways. This is wow. We should have done Twister for this. Why didn't you suggest that, Caitlin? Caitlin, our friend. We think you are. We don't know at this point. I'm worried. Mm. Anyway, um, do we have any social media comments or reviews? Anything you guys want to talk about? Mm-mm. We've been nope. been posting more act- actively on there. We're getting some, some followers. Yes. Could use some comments, though, people. That would be helpful. Um cool anyway so for truth no dare i'm kind of gonna take this one over we didn't talk about it before which we usually do but i thought since we posted on instagram the three masks right we had Ghostface, jason and michael out of those three which is your guys's favorite and why we'll start with jessica because seth's intimidating me with those big ass shoulders i'm trying boulder shoulders boulder shoulders boulder shoulders um my favorite's michael I think it's the creepiest. I don't know. Agreed. Do you know which Michael Myers mask that was? Mm. I don't think it was the new one. Mm-mm. Close. 
so it was like the H2O. It was mask. Rob. It was Rob Zombie's oh. mask. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd have to agree that that's the scariest. I enjoy that one. It would either be. Yeah. It was just probably my. I think I already posted on there. I already gave my answer away. It would be Michael, Ghostface, and then Jason. I'm not really into Jason, to be honest with you. I'm not really. Not either. a big Jason guy. Plus, he's not on social media anymore because he got kicked off. Cause I he saw that. <laughs> threatening to kill Seth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is they that got, really why? I don't know. It got suspended, but we don't know. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, it got suspended. The only thing I can come up with is that he was like threatening your life. You know he'll be back. He always comes back. Mm, shouldn't say that. Is Freddy still <laughs> on there? Freddy's there. He's still alive and kicking. Mm. Or is he not alive? I don't know. I don't know either. I haven't seen him post anything. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the discussion. Who wants to do the synopsis? I don't. Not me. I didn't write anything <laughs> down. <either. laughs> All right, so the general <laughs> synopsis of the movie, um, there's a cube. We don't get a lot of background on the cube. We don't really know where the cube came from, but there's this cube that starts the movie out, and we kind of follow this cube to the specific family, to the specific house. Um, there's things that come out of this cube, and um, essentially we're finding more and more out about the cube as the movie goes on but there is a gentleman who introduces us to this cube and he's kind of trying to come back to life and the story revolves around him trying to come back to life and uh, um, get away from the Cenobites which are <laughs> the things that come out of the cube I don't know like a puzzle cube like a that's all I got yeah that was that I called it a Rubik's Cube a Rubik's the Cube it's like the size of one I think at certain times I called it a box, and other times I called it a cube. I, I wasn't called it a box. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So I huh. think the way it explains is, is it opens doors to like hell. Hell. Yeah. Is that what it is? Basically, yeah. Other dimensions, or yeah. is, it, is it actually hell? I think it's hell. I think it's hell. Because he says it. at one point, some people call us demons, some people call us angels. Um, so I wasn't sure. I wrote down at one point. It literally said like it opens up gateways to heaven and hell. Oh. Maybe. Hmm. I'll have to come to that note at some point. None of those things look like they were from heaven, but... No. Maybe. Maybe it depends on what your definition of heaven is, Seth. That's true. Yeah, see? See? Fucker. Bitch. Oh, oh that hurt a little bit. <laughs> it hurt a little bit. Just to give everybody a brief update, the sun is out. I should've, you should have cracked the truly for the discussion thing. Um. Still windy, though. Yeah, as always, we've got the beer bowl. Full of cold Miller Lights. Jessica is drinking Truly. Seth's drinking water. Truly lemonade. Wine over here. He turns water into wine. Mm -hmm. So this was all of our first time ever seeing this movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Will also be my last. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Um, without saying too much, are you going to remember this movie moving forward? Like, are you guys going to be like? God. I don't think I'll ever forget it. Mm -mm. It's uh, it left an impression. Yeah. Hmm. Not what I thought it was going to be. No. Especially with the poster. The uh, it's always that guy with the pins. Mm -hmm. Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't in it. It's a like lot. hardly in the movie at all. I thought the same thing. He pops on the scene like last twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I even know about on that. The scene. I don't have a lot of interesting <laughs> facts about this movie, but that is one. Um, Penhead was not supposed to originally be on the cover of the poster. It was supposed to be Frank's skinless body. Because he's like oh, the main yeah. demon in the movie. Right. Frank. Yeah. Anyway. So it was supposed to be Frank, but the uh, movie 
studio or whatever thought it was too gory and violent to have skinless Frank as the poster and they thought that they would get the best um with pinhead with pinhead so that's why pinhead is on the cover of the everything not old teeth <laughs> that's uh <laughs> whatever that thing is called chatter i got them all on here somewhere <laughs> Fucking he, i think he's great. chatter chatter cinnabite there's butterball chatter female and pinhead yeah, I didn't catch Isn't that weird scorpion thing. Maybe. But anyway, yeah, oh we'll, my God. we'll get to, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm ever gonna remember uh, this one either. Never remember, ever forget watching this one either. But um, what's weird to me is that is like popular is like, everybody knows Pinhead. Who Pinhead is, right? Yeah. yeah. I never watched this movie before. I assume it must be like a cult thing. It has to be <laughs> classic. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's just jump into it, man. Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. All, All right, right. Hang on. Let me finish this Miller Lite. Hurry up. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> My first thing was, guys surrounded by candles with weird Rubik's Cube? Question mark. Why is he so sweaty? <laughs> I put, oh, my God, these nasty fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> I put something about the nails, too. Gross. So why is everyone's nails so gross? His nails were, but those, his nails were like coordinated. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Like even the dirt was perfectly yeah. mm-hmm. placed. Hang on, we got to crack the camera. All right, here we go. Crispy. <laughs> the Millers are back. Those bush lights didn't cut it. Yeah, that was my first comment was the fingernails. I thought it was about the Miller lights. No. All right. Actually, I have a note before the opening scene. So this movie starts out, and they're doing like all the credits first, which drives me crazy. It was long, too. I don't like that. Yeah, I bored. want you to jump mm-hmm. into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like a like a speeding bullet right into the movie. This thing was... Or at least give us something to slow. look at. That's much more of an 80s thing, though, I, yeah, feel, like. I feel like. Which a lot we of should note, this movie came out in 1987, which yes. was a great year. A great year for human beings. Mm-mm. It was the year I was born. Bad year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hellraiser. I didn't say a great year for movies. <coughs> okay. Scene one, opening scene, the cube box. So we see an Asian man selling a golden box to an American gentleman. Did you guys gather that he was American? I just I mean, assumed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the man is then next seen in a dark room in the center of candles holding the box. That was your note, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, odd. Yeah. Kind of. Why? He had, a, he had a nice body, though. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I noted it. <laughs> well, I noted it. And his nails are clean now, too. Did he have the dirty hmm. nails or did the other guy? I couldn't figure that I out. I thought it was him. I thought they both did. I don't know. They both looked pretty gross. gross. They were both scum buckets. Wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cut your nails, something. <laughs> Here's another thing. So the golden metal box mechanically opens in different directions, and there are doorways shown opening in the room that the man is kneeling in. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, these hooks come out of the box and out of the walls. They stick the man all over his body. It starts pulling his skin off. That was pretty gross. The special effects weren't bad Mm-mm. for 1987. That portion of it. Now, when the lights, there's like little lights. They're blue and yellow. They come off of the box. Those look terrible. A little like mm-hmm. laser looking things. Yes. Yeah, that looked very, good. very bad. Um, so then it kind of cuts scenes to, uh, it, it like zooms out of that room and you see the house. The house is disgusting. There's like mm. rats and shit all over it. That's really gross. Um, and it like 
zooms out to the door. That's when the couple can't get the door open, right? I think it zooms out all the way out because I, I noted that the house kind of looks like the Amityville house. Yeah, it kind of did. So were old houses yeah. back then, did a lot of them look like that? Could, did they utilize that? Maybe you would know. Did they, did they utilize the attics more? Because you have an attic, right? Yeah, well, like my parents' house, the attic, like the steps go all the way up. And they like utilize it? I think they must have then. Hmm. They don't now, but. Yeah. Interesting. Because I feel like a lot of those older houses have those windows up in the attics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looked very similar to me, at least to the Amityville house. So maybe it was just those attic windows. Again, inside the house is filthy. There's rats and like animals all mm-hmm. over the house. There's maggots and cockroaches. Oh, the um, kitchen was ugh. It yeah. Was really gross. Well, and then it zooms in and then up the stairs in the room where we were assuming the man was at. Um, there's chains hanging from the ceiling. There's mm. like body parts all over it. Um, the floor has body parts all over that. There's this spinning. Um, and what the hell was that supposed to be? I don't know. It w- so it was like a long rectangular box with hooks and knives and stuff on it that had body yeah. parts stuck mm-hmm. to it and had blood dripping off Skin of it. And yeah. Isn't that like what they had him suspended to or whatever? And then it like ripped him up. Uh, maybe that's what it was. I thought that's what it was, but that's like later in the movie that you see yeah. that that's go down. Gross. Yeah. But th- there's like blood dripping off of that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when there's this very tall... Um, I said a large, skinny, Caucasian man walking around putting what appears to be the man from earlier, um, putting his face back together. Um, and that's the man with the pants in his head. And as everybody knows, that's that's Penhead, right? That's the yeah. iconic guy from the movie mm-hmm. who Seth noted earlier is really not even in it that much. No. Um, so he picks up the box, he closes it, and then the house goes back to normal with no filth. The rooms are empty. Um, and I think it th- I have a note here. The special effects during this part are not great. It looks like the hook is like going through like pleather. <laughs> yeah, or something. it does. It does. It's so bad. I bet you had a coat to look like that back when you were in high school, didn't you, Seth? Did you have a pleather coat. A coat? No, I did not have a pleather coat. Did you have a leather <laughs> jacket? No, I did not. I don't think I did. I had a jean jacket. Ooh, mm-hmm. with or without sleeves? With. Did it start with sleeves and then it, the sleeves came off? No, this was in the nineties. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is probably baggy. Yeah. Everything was very baggy then. Hmm. Do you think that's going to make a comeback? I feel like everything now is really tight. I don't know. It was not a good look. Mm, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. <gasps> Scene three. Welcome home. <laughs> a couple are shown behind the front door, struggling to get these door, this fucking door open. So at this point, I'm like, wow. If these guys can't work together as a team to get this door open, it's going to be a long movie. Mm-hmm. The man's name is Larry. What was the chick's name? Julie? Julia. Julia. I did note that if Jess was of that age in the 80s, that would be the hair that you would have. Oh, <laughs> F you. Would you? Yeah. I would I not. Wrote. I don't think that you would. It, she yeah. looked more and more like David Bowie throughout the movie. <laughs> Dude, she, <laughs> she totally did. I have a note about uh, that. Not specific to David Bowie, but... Uh, so the man, Larry, he says he hasn't been at the house for 10 years. Uh, at one point, he wanted to sell it uh, when the old lady died. I'm assuming that's probably his mother. My assumption, yeah. I think yeah. so. Okay, Julia says that half of the house is Larry's brothers. Um, he, Larry says he doesn't has not seen his brother, Frank, uh, and he's probably in prison. So we know at this point Frank's not a good guy. At that point, I kind of correlated that Frank was probably the guy from the beginning of the movie. Right. Okay, uh, they kind of go back and forth. Larry wants to move into the house. Julia clearly does not want to move into the house. Mm-mm. As she walks around, she's like picking the house apart. She clearly does not like the house. No. Um, That's gross. 
It is gross. At this point, did you guys have any idea where this movie was taking place? Because she has a British accent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. There was an Asian guy in the beginning of the movie. I don't think I noticed that she had a British accent. At all? Uh-uh. Really? Oh, yeah. British accent. I wasn't picking up on that. It was not like full on. That's subtle, I thought. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't Do you think, think she was trying to cover it up? She didn't sound like Pip. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know Pip's British? This is Pip. Pip is whatever I want <laughs> Pip to be. Hello. I feel like they were trying to make it seem like it was in America. But it's a British film, right? Clive Barker, I believe, is British, correct? The director? That I don't know. Wrote it. Anyway, I don't know. it was originally set in London. Um, and they maybe I don't even know where they filmed it. It was set originally set in London, but they thought they would do better with an American audience if it was set in America, so they changed a bunch of stuff around. Well you could tell like in the house some of the light switches were like European style and mm-hmm. so the doorknobs being like real high up is kind of a thing over there. Yeah. But I feel like they were trying to make it like it was here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't get. I just had. To, I had to look it up after the movie to figure out where the hell this thing was being filmed, or where where it was supposed to take place. But and I really <laughs> didn't even get a good feel for where it was. So anyway, Larry hears something moving and walks down the hallway into the kitchen. That's when we see all these maggots mm-hmm. and cockroaches all over the kitchen table, and, and I think it was like in a bowl. But it was it was pretty gross. So obviously this house is not being taken care of. Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, Julia yells and believes that there are squatters in the house due to some sheets and blankets on the floor in the mm-hmm. upstairs bedroom. Um, I have a note. Clearly, Larry's brother Frank is a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think at that point, that's when Larry kind of says, "Oh yeah, this is Frank. Like Frank's been here." Because wasn't there like a Kama Sutra doll or something or like yeah. a stuff? Mm-hmm. Fucking what was that? I don't even know I what it would be what. called, but yeah, mm-hmm. there was some weird shit up there. Um, weird pictures. Weren't there like pictures in a tin? Yeah. Like sex pictures. That comes mm-hmm. next because Larry, oh. uh, the phone rings. So Larry's like, "Oh my god, the phone's ringing. Who could that be?" Hmm. Larry's annoying. Kirsty. <laughs> Kirsty. Who the fuck names their kid Kirsty? Mm. If there's a Kirsty out there listening, I apologize, but that's a terrible name. It is. You should go by something else. Kirsty? Kirsty. Kirsty Alley. So Larry's daughter <laughs> Yeah. So Larry's <laughs> daughter calls and uh, lets him know that uh she will not be moving in with them. She will not be living with them. She found did she say I found a room? Yeah. Someone must be like be an apartment. Um I don't they have like a little brief argument. Um, about her not wanting to live there. Um, but she got a job. He was like mad she got a job. And yeah. she's like trying to do her own shit. She was like, he wanted her to just come home, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted her to mooch. He wanted her to mooch off of him. It's very strange. It's normally the other way around. They're like, right. get a fucking job. No, I haven't know. I said, not sure why he's upset. It sounds like she's trying to do her own thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But but then Seth, back to your note. Back upstairs, Julia finds homemade porn pictures of Frank and women, mm-hmm. but she does not tell Larry. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. she finds these pictures, puts them in her spank bank, and the, well, she keeps the pictures. Mm-hmm. So she went above and beyond on that, huh? Um, did you also think it was fucked up that she like? threw her cigarette on the ground and then like stepped on it like yeah. in the house oh, I, fuck, actually, I forgot about that I was like, oh yeah I put Damn. bitch put sig out on the floor <laughs> question mark <laughs> doesn't give a fuck <laughs> so yeah weird. what a bitch um, she's not a likable character no she's not but she's not supposed to be right so really sh- they're doing well I guess at this point mm. 
Sorry, Caitlin. Maybe we gave your movie too harsh of a critique at first. Scene four, Sunday move-in. Larry and Julie are moving into the house while Christy walks around town. Or Kirsty, sorry. Kirsty, that's not going to be the first <laughs> time I do that, people. <laughs> Kirsty walks around town and shows up at the house eventually. Do you think it's weird she's walking around like the docks? Did you notice that? Yeah. I'm like, what's she doing down there? Well, that's the other thing. Why, like, I couldn't figure out where they were at. And they made like a thing of it because she's looking up at the like cranes and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? But, okay. Um, there's some perverted. <laughs> some <laughs> there's some pervy move-in guys. I said these movers are clearly perverts. LOL. Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I thought they were like his friends or something. Yeah, I don't think so. What did he ask her? I forget. He was like, you need something. I don't know. He asked her for a beer, didn't he? Julie, he asked Julia for a beer. Yeah. But then Kirsty gets there and he, they start hitting on her. But anyway, so Kirsty likes the house. Larry tells Kirsty to be nice to Julia because she hates moving. I have a note. I'm guessing that Julia and Kirsty do not get along very well. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, based on what we know about Julia, that, that, that doesn't seem shocking to me. Um, the moving man makes a comment about Kirsty having her mother's looks, and that's when Larry tells him that her mother is actually dead. So now we know that Julia. Well, I think when Kirsty gets there, she actually calls her Julia, which it's like yeah. okay, that's probably not her mom. Uh, then we see Julia upstairs. She's ripping the a woman's head out of one of the pictures, and she only keeps Frank's face in the picture. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, huh? Yeah, I wrote Julia wants to suck Frank's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle, Seth. Well, you Subtle. know me. Huh. Okay, <laughs> great. All right, so flashback. Julie opens the door, and Frank is outside in the rain. Frank introduces himself to her as Brother Frank. He tells her he is there for the wedding. I have a note. This is fucking odd. What, the flashback? <laughs> Just that I'm Frank, you uh, know, Brother Frank. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Kirsty interrupts her daydreaming and asks for a towel. When Kirsty goes into the bathroom to get a towel, Julia sneaks awkwardly upstairs. Flashback continues. Julia is in the upstairs room and is daydreaming about an apparent affair with Frank in this flashback. That's yeah, a rough, rough <laughs> affair, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they start, like, messing around a little bit, and, and Julia says, well, what about Frank? Or uh, ask Frank, what about Larry? That's when Frank pulls out a pocket knife and says, forget about him, and he cuts her bra strap with mm. the knife. Then proceeds to have sex with her on top of her wedding dress. Yeah. It's <laughs> an interesting scene. Wow. What a brother, huh? Yeah. I'm glad I don't have any brothers. I just wrote rough fuck. <laughs> so, so you wrote <laughs> That's what it was. Kind of rapey. It was like. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Because like she tries scary. to stop him at first mm-hmm. and then like she grabs his hand and then like puts it back on her. And then, like, when he's, like, thrusting, it was, like, yeah. very, like, aggressive. What yeah. did they call that, though, when it's, like, you li- you're into that type of thing? Uh, like, like role-playing type? You mean, like... That's a freak. Isn't it, like, stock- Stockholm Syndrome? Or is that when, like, somebody... That's when you, like, sympathize with your captor. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a little bit of that going on, I yeah. feel like. Hmm, I don't know. She I was definitely into it, like... Oh, I think she liked it. Oh, I think she liked <laughs> it. <laughs> she liked it. Well, she's obviously <laughs> fantasizing You're about right. it. Here so. we go. Horror movie crew. Two episodes in a row were victim blaming. <laughs> what are we going to do here? Anyway, he cuts her bra strap off, proceeds to have sex with her on top of her, uh, her wedding dress. On top of her freaking wedding dress. What a guy, Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that afterward, Frank wants to leave, and Julia tells him to stay. She tells him she'll do anything he wants. Um, during this flashback, 
Well, while Julia's having the flashback, Larry's downstairs trying to carry their bed upstairs. So she's upstairs daydreaming about fucking his brother on a bed, and he's trying to carry the bed upstairs. Uh, while they're doing so, he slashes his hand open on a nail that is exposed out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Could you cut your hand that bad on a nail? It was an awful lot of it blood. It was pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Like, like, that was like razor blade cut deep. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. That blood was so bad, too. Yeah. It was just like splashing around. Yeah, when it was <laughs> dripping on the floor, it was like they didn't put enough like red dye in no. the corn syrup. No. <laughs> you think they they were on a budget? They ran yeah. out. They're like fucking put some go down to the Dollar General, get some red food coloring, and we're gonna mix that bitch with some water. Ugh, yeah, so bad. Yeah, mm, it was so bad. Not a good. So yeah. he walks into the upstairs bedroom, interrupts Julia's flashback. Um, he's dripping blood all over the floorboards in the room. At the same time, she's dripping vagina juice all over the floorboards, <laughs> thinking about Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see the blood is like being absorbed into the floorboards, and there's like something under the floor. There's like these sacks that the blood is being like absorbed into, which then never gets explained. No. Um, I just said, is the house alive? Right. That's kind <laughs> of the vibe I got, but I don't think it is because everything's mm-hmm. based on where this cube is at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. The blood gets soaked into the floorboards, basically into the house. Um, Kirsty and Julia take Larry to the hospital for stitches. Scene five: the house. As they leave the hospital, the camera goes back, or as they leave for the hospital. Sorry, as they leave for the hospital, the camera goes back up to the room. The floorboards are steaming and bubbling. They're bouncing up and down, and there's a clear liquid that is coming through the floor. The mice are going crazy, and we see two bones come out of the floor, <laughs> and some sort of insect-looking creature emerges uh, slowly and grossly transforms into what appears to be some sort of person. My only note for this scene, I just put, what the fuck is this scene? Mm. <laughs> That's all I wrote. <laughs> what do you got? Same type of thing. I just said the body forming is epic. <laughs> I did title it The Resurrection. Okay. So it was like a train wreck. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was Did you think that was a person coming out of there? I kind of, I thought it was yeah. like an insect or a bug or something. At, at the first. end of it, it kind of looked like a person. It looked like a spider at first. Yeah. Spider, like the legs coming yeah. up. Yeah. out. it was gross. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Okay. Scene six: Dinner guests Larry and Julia are hosting a dinner party where Larry is telling about his stitches, talking about I think he uh, was telling a joke or something about the doctor. I don't know. Kirstie's flirting with one of the gentlemen at the table. We find out his name later is Steve. Um, I had another name for him, which we'll get to later. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, she got real turned on by him eating that cigarette. Yeah, that was odd. Like, is that like a move people do? It's like an 80s thing, I think. I don't like when I see people smoking, I get immediately disgusted. Yeah. But then he like <laughs> ate it and then like spit it back out. It was um, weird. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. I had to note that. Um, Julie excuses herself for bed early. There's and then there's some awkward tension between Larry and Julia when mm-hmm. she leaves the room. Yep. She uh, well, obviously we know what happened with her and Frank, but I don't know if at this point maybe Larry knows there's something weird going on with those two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it almost feels like he doesn't know why she's acting that way. So I don't know. It doesn't even seem like they're together to me. Mm-mm. Just the way they act, like yeah, I don't know. Not not a lot of chemistry there. None. Uh-uh. Hmm. They're both super weird. Yeah. Yeah, for both sure. Well, he's uh, annoying and she's kind of a bitch, so. Well, as Julia goes upstairs <laughs> to the bed, she hears voices whispering behind the bedroom door from earlier. Um, the whispers stop, but there's a heartbeat that can be heard. 
uh, once she walks in. On the floor where the insect creature had been, uh, there were rats eating what was left on the floor. There was like some debris going on there. Yeah. Um, then suddenly the creature grabs Julia's leg and she tries to run. The creature tells her not to look at him. He asks her to help him and tells her that he is, in fact, Brother Frank. He tells Julia that Larry's blood on the floor brought him back. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Meanwhile, our good friend Kirsty stumbles down the hallway and is making her way up the stairs. Weren't they taking shots? Mm, I don't remember. Because didn't she say, I'm not going to be able to stand up, and then the, the hot shot guy, he's like, well, lay down then. I don't remember well, that. I don't remember that part. Yeah. Oh. Creep. I don't remember because that's probably something I would say to somebody <laughs> if they didn't want to do shots with me. Probably. Fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Frank is begging Julia to stop him by bringing him more blood. It is the only way to heal me. At this point, do you guys remember how he looked? Mm. There wasn't much to him. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, uh, you couldn't see his, was he bones? That he, there was uh, some sort of like flesh going on, there but it wasn't much. It was mm-hmm. like transparent almost. Like yeah. He was everything. real goopy. Mm-hmm. And he was crawling, wasn't he? Because he couldn't yeah. walk yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I said, whoa, Kirsty dodged a bullet there. Julia comes out of the upstairs bedroom, but before she can ask her to come up, her dad hollers for her. Mm. Yes, I said hollers. Kirsty Hollering. <laughs> um, so after leaving the house, Kirsty and a friend, this is Steve, walk back to the city, and Julia explains that she does not like Julia. Or wait. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Kirsty explains that she does not like Julia because she is too polite and frigid. And I think she tells him he is polite and frigid. And um, that's when he kind of gets aggressive with her, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You like that girl? Is this worth a subway station, like, making out? Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's the reason that she doesn't want to live with or stay in the house is because of Julia. She does not want to be around her. She doesn't like her. Who you does? know what? From what I've learned thus far about Julia, I don't really fucking care for her either. I don't like her. Yeah. Fuck you, Julia. With your shitty British accent. Not that uh, British accents are shitty. She just doesn't have a good one. (laughs) I feel like maybe she was trying to cover it up for the Mm -hmm. movie. Bad actress. Is that where Kirstie saw that weird dude at the subway? Yeah. Was that the first time? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. The homeless dude. In the subway system, Julia and Steve start making out. Mm -hmm. Scene seven. Back at the house. Larry, snoring like a freight train, (laughs) is talking in his sleep while Julia lays awake in bed, dreaming of her and Frank's affair. (laughs) She goes back to the bedroom Frank's in. He asks her if she'll do it. Will you do it? And she says, yes, I will. I will do it. Do anything for that D. I'll kill for you (laughs) and your skinless D. Undeveloped D. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. I said Julia dreaming about butt fucking with Frank. (laughs) Do you think they butt fuck? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next scene, we see Kirsty in all white walking up to a white bed with feathers, which are falling from the ceiling onto the white bed. It appears there's a body under the white feathers. Um, it continues to get more red and red. And we hear a baby crying. The bed begins to pulsate. And Larry sits up all bloody. Does he scream or sh- she screams? I thought she did. I think she screams. And that's when we kind of realize that the crying baby was actually her. It's like coming at the... When it zooms out, like the the sounds are coming out of her mouth. Weird. Mm. 
You guys worried about the storm? I don't know. You guys are all looking out the window. It's really still out there. I know. It was like so windy and then it was... The calm. I, the I, calm before I, the storm. I got a weather st- alert on my phone. Mm. Does it say there's a tornado coming? Yep. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Do you guys have sirens out here? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we do have sirens. Um. Anyway. Moving along. Up, she works up from... Wakes up. Kirsty wakes up from her nightmare. Her friend Steve is there, and she screams, Daddy. Daddy. A little weird, right? Um, Then we see Larry walking down the stairs into the kitchen. Kirsty calls him on the phone, and he tells Julia that she just wanted to make sure that he was okay. She had a bad dream, and he told her to get some sleep. Scene 8, Julia Cash. Julia, dressed like a female Johnny Cash, leaves the house in dark clothes (laughs) and shades. I was wondering why you were calling it that. Well, look at her. She looks like the man in black. She's like the woman in black. She leaves with uh, black sunglasses on. Get her victims. She's got like a sport coat going on. (laughs) Julia Cash. Um, She's seen at a bar drinking. She picks up a guy at the bar. Um, There was some meaningless conversation Mm -hmm. between the two of them. She takes him back to the house. There's an awkward first exchange between the two of them. I think we're supposed to, at this point, we're supposed to feel like, hey, maybe she's not really into this all the way. I Um, don't know. I said she's going to sacrifice his ass. (laughs) She's going (laughs) to risk it all. (laughs) Um, As they walk in the room, uh, the man looks clearly confused. There's not a bedroom. It's it's not a bedroom. There's no bed. She says, oh, I like to do it on the floor. I'm a a real skanky lady. I like it on the hardwood floors with rats. This is a dirty, nasty room. When, as they're walking up the steps, you can hear the rats. So you can hear them. Yeah. Ugh. That house is so gross. Mm-hmm. Um, they begin to undress. Julia grabs a hammer and fucks this dude up with this hammer. Just cracks him three times in the head. He falls on the floor. Julia has blood like all over her. In and the mouth. In her yeah. mouth. It was like Johnny <laughs> Depp 2.0. For some reason, I put horrible kill scene. Just terrible. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I guess I didn't like it. <laughs> you did not. Why Why do you think you felt that way? I don't know now. Hmm. It's just with a hammer, isn't it? Yeah. It must have looked fake or she something. She hit him in the back of the head, and then I think she hit him in the forehead. I just had the blood comment. I was like, why? Mm. All the blood in the mouth always. A lot of blood all over the chest on the shirt. Frank tells her not to watch, and she leaves. Don't look at me. <laughs> Frank is seen crawling over the body in the room. Julia goes into the bathroom to change and clean up. I said she does a terrible job. She's very, very messy. There's blood all over the mm-hmm. sink. She doesn't know what she's doing. She needs to do better. She goes back to the upstairs bedroom, and the man has been eaten. His face is missing. Come to daddy. And you know, <laughs> a lot of his body parts are gone. I have a note here. Um, this is very Creeper-esque, is it not? Because is, is he eating parts of the body he needs, or is he just, like, feeding on the blood? I think it's just the blood. I thought it was just the like blood. Like, sucks him dry. Because there's, like, parts miss, like, his lips and stuff are missing. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, so I thought, well, hell, maybe mm. he's eating things he needs. I thought it was just the blood. Like the mm. creeper? Yeah, like that's what, yeah, creeper? very creeper-esque. Or jeeper. Seth calls him jeeper. the jeeper. Mm-hmm. But doesn't he say, come to daddy when she goes up there? Um, yeah, not yet, but yes, um. he does. Frank comes out of the shadows and looks more like a human now than before. He tells her that every drop of blood puts more flesh on his bones. He tells her to come to him. He wants to touch her. Come to daddy. Yeah. And I have ha, 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 
I just wrote come to daddy and he's gross. And I have a note. She's clearly disgusted mm-hmm. by Frank. Why does she lick his finger? Is that at that point? I have it written down I here. I said she's licking his raw ass hands. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So I was like finger licking. Ew. Is that where <laughs> she licks his finger? Does she lick it dry? Because I hate finger licking anyway. And then. Oh, you do? Yes. And then he's, he's like disgusting. dripping and yeah. like oozing still. And she's what if just like, like, like licking his finger? <laughs> suck on that finger. Yeah, she does. What were you thinking? Did it make you gag a little bit? It was oh, really gross. hard to watch. Yeah. The only saving grace for me was that there wasn't like any liquid that came off of his fingers. Like if yeah. she yeah. had done it and there was like, like a, a little big string uh, of something. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm getting kind of grossed so out thinking about it. That would have been bad. Well, he probably didn't have a, a dick yet, so. Dude, let's say, <laughs> just <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> I haven't grown back. His little pee-pee. Hypothetically, Seth, if y- you were out somewhere and Matthew McConaughey just walked up and he like stuck his finger in your mouth at the bar. You're sitting at the bar having a drink, mind your own business. Matthew McConaughey walks up and he's like, finger, like. <laughs> it would make that noise. That gross you out. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah, it would gross me out. Really? Yeah, fingers are gross. All the things they touch. Ugh. Hmm, okay. Dirty. Larry gets home. I'm assuming from work, he's carrying a briefcase and some documents of some sort. I don't know what, I don't really don't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> carrying some documents of some sort. He had like, well, it was like those tubes, like architects, you know, yeah. they have like the big drawing, yeah. and it's like a tube or something. Maybe it's for the house renovation. Um, I don't know what he's doing. He's a real douche, that guy. Julia carries the body from the upstairs bedroom. I couldn't tell, is this an attic? Or is it just an upstairs bedroom? Because there were three rooms, and one we never see, but there's one. I think it's the third floor. Okay. The uh, stairs in the house are kind of weird. Okay. I was thinking it was the attic. The floorboards are like, it's not like a regular floor. Yeah, it's not finished. Hmm. Julia carries the uh, dead body from one room to another. She goes back to the bathroom. She tells Lori she's sick. And then she tells him she'd like a brandy. Is that a thing? Like, if you're sick, you drink brandy? I would, but I don't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. I have a note. I said, I'm actually feeling bad for Larry at this point. Julia is a real terrible person. Yeah, he's just clueless to any of this going on. Yeah, that poor guy. He's crazy. Uh, once cleaned up, Julia goes back <laughs> to check uh, on Frank. <laughs> he tells her that he needs one or two more bodies to make him whole. Hmm. Time to get another rando. Mm-hmm. He has to heal, and they need to run before the Cenobites find out he slipped them out, or he slipped away from them, and they come after him. Larry tells Julia he wants to be together, and she takes his gross ass hand and rubs her lips with <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. It's fucking gross. It's terrible. Pet store. Oh, sorry. Scene nine. Pet store. Kirsty. Kirstie's working at a pet store, and she notices a man that she saw the other night. It's the same guy from the uh, subway, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the store. He's eating crickets out of an aquarium. By the handful. So what <laughs> What do you, What did this guy look like? Do you remember? Do you guys remember what he looked like? He kind of had, like, frizzy hair. Yeah. And his face is all dirty. I called like, him homeless, dude, because he just looked like a... Do you have a hat on? I feel like he had a hat on. 
can't, I think he might have like a beret type thing. Yeah, or a hood. I don't remember. But he dude was rough was, looking. He was gross. Yeah. It's like face had dirt all over him. Mm. Nasty. He's pounding those crickets. Like. He was. Ugh. Pretty gross. Uh, she's like, "Hey, you can't do that." <laughs> uh, she's kicking him out. Her fuck buddy shows up um, and distracts her. When she turns around, he's gone. So I couldn't tell. Did he go out a door? Or did he just vanish? I don't know if they showed him leave. I don't. I don't, know. I don't remember seeing uh, like what happened with him. Um. So cut scene. Julia brings another man back to the house and kills him for Frank. She's much cleaner this time and is obviously more okay and comfortable with killing people. Um. Oh, I have a note here. Does no one notice that this lady is bringing home strange men in the middle of the day? Not yet. Not. Like they're clearly not out in the middle of nowhere. But I mean, Julia walked there right from the city. So like yeah. Like. Hmm. Um, but, but at some point, doesn't Kirsty see her doing that? Yes, that's okay. later. All right. So um, Frank's looking rough, and now he's smoking cigs. <laughs> <laughs> I just said Frank is still gross. He's still gross. He yeah. said he loves to taste those cigs. cigs. Smoking them Newports. Mm-hmm. The next scene <laughs> we see uh, <laughs> Julia. She's sitting in a chair having a drink. I think she might be smoking, but she's like smiling, like she's like she's enjoying it. She's enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think she's crazy too, but she's for sure crazy. Oh, yeah. for certain. No. Um, back in the room, Frank's smoking like like you guys just talked about. <laughs> face looks like uh, a face, but less skin. So he has no skin. It's really bloody and veiny. It's mm. real gross. It's disgusting. It's like in uh, was it anatomy and physiology class where they have like the um, the dummies but they don't have any skin so mm-hmm. you just like see f- like ugh. the arteries no. that's what it reminded me of um, he shows Julia the box he tells her that it opens doors to the pleasures of heaven and hell he didn't care which the Cenobites gave him an experience without limits pain and pleasure I didn't get that comment the pleasure part what do you mean? Like, what did they do that was pleasurable to him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was a weird comment. Some people enjoy pain, though, so maybe he likes... But he said he didn't care which experience they gave him, pain or pleasure. Hmm. So he's fucked up in the head. Well, it goes hand yeah. in hand with what Pinhead says later, because he says some people view them as demons and some people think that they're angels. So hmm. I, I don't know. He clearly did not care what they did to him. Um, I put a side note. How does Larry not know all this shit is going on in the attic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what is Larry doing? Does he just never go up there? He just likes to have a good time. Larry's DTF, dog. He's kind of goofy, though. Mm. He is, yeah. yeah. Um, once Frank tells her about the Cenobites, we see Frank hanging upside down. Um, and there are hooks. It's the same hooks from earlier. They're going through his body. He's mm. spinning around, dripping blood. So maybe this is that... Um, Oh, the block that spins? The block thing. Maybe mm-hmm. he's, like you said, maybe he's hooked to it. Uh, we see different characters walking around. I'm, at this point, assuming these are the Cenobites. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it shows um, Butterball, which is the fat guy with glasses. Um, Old teeth. Cha- I think that's Chatter. Yeah, so this this person does not have eyes or nose, correct? Just a mouth with yeah. no lips. Yeah, no lips and teeth. They just chatter. Kind of remind me of um, like Silent Hill. Mm, that's a good comparison. Stuff like that. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
uh, Pinhead, obviously. I think we see Pinhead. And mm-hmm. then they just call her the female Cenobite, which is the um, ball-headed girl with, is it like a ring that goes through both sides of her cheek? Yeah. Yeah. Very odd. Um, yeah. Anyway, Julia tells Frank that they will never catch him. Scene 10, boxing match. Larry and Julia are watching boxing while Frank is shown running laps upstairs in the bedroom and punching the walls. Larry hears and wants to go check on what the noise was. Julia tells him that uh, she left a window open, but she insists on going to check on it herself. Uh, Larry says no, he is going to... I'm sorry, he insists on checking on it. So Larry's going to go upstairs and check on this window. He doesn't give a shit what Julia says. So she stops him in the hallway. She starts making out with him. She's getting real frisky with him. (laughs) She begs him not to go check on the window. Larry doesn't listen. He continues to walk upstairs. He goes into the room where Frank is, and he can hear, uh, we can hear, like, rats squeaking. And then we see that there's rats nailed to the wall. Yeah. He does not see those, correct? Yeah, how does he not see those? I don't know. Uh, they move downstairs to the bedroom. They lay on the bed. They're kissing. Larry, he's like, he's getting into it. He's like, clearly Larry's not gotten in a while. Right. Um, at that point, we see somebody moving behind them in like a white shirt. It, it kind of looks like it's Frank. We, I thought it was Frank. Um, I think it was. There's lightning flashing in the room, and that's the only really way we can see anything. Larry's on top of Julia. Mm. And this is weird. So Frank like comes out of the closet holding yeah. a knife, right? Oh yeah, this part was odd. <laughs> well, it's odd for a couple different reasons. The first one is Larry is like going to town, right? Mm-hmm. Kissing her, laying on top of her, but she's saying no. How many times did she say no, no, please don't no? Yeah. He keeps going. Well, she's clearly talking to Frank, Frank yeah, who's coming out of the closet with a knife and he's holding a rat. Yep. He's like cutting this rat in half. It cuts it yeah. open. Yeah. Uh, does the blood get on them? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't remember. Gross. I just thought it was so weird. Because he like backs up into the. He backs away after he cuts the rat open. He cuts like the top off the rat, but she screams, right? Doesn't she scream no? And then Larry finally stops. Yeah. 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 He's like, what? What? He's like, I don't understand you. He gets up and leaves. Frank goes in uh, back in the closet. So. That was weird. So do you think Frank was mad they're about to bone or what? I think so. Yeah, like he's fucking pissed. Like he's like, Larry's about to be like this rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he wanted it. <laughs> or he wanted it on it. I don't know. You think he wanted to make a Julia sandwich? Yeah. It'd be a Lair Frank Julia sandwich. Yep. I just said this mm. shit is crazy. It was a little it weird. Was a weird scene. Hmm. Okay. Scene 11. Dinner with Kirsty. Larry and Kirsty are at a Chinese restaurant for dinner. Larry tells Kirsty that uh, he has some real problems. Julia won't leave the house, and it's like she's waiting for something, which is why she won't leave. He asks Kirsty if she would please stop by sometime and make friends. Cut scene. Back at the house, Frank and Julia are talking about Larry. Julia tells Frank that she does not love Larry, but she will not kill him. He tells her that she must find someone else. Hmm. Next, we see Julia bring another man into the house. This woman must have been a dime piece back in 1987 because she is just bringing dudes home. Oh, Julia? Yeah. Julia in black, the lady in black. Um, But we see this time she was not so careful. 
because Kirsty's outside of the house and she sees her bringing the man into the house. So Larry asks Kirsty to stop by, be nice to Julia because Julia's having some problems. She does so and in turn sees Julia bringing men back to her father's house. Um, Frank's killing the man. Uh, and while he's doing so, Kirsty's trying to get into the house. The doors are locked. Somehow she breaks. I think she gets into the kitchen. Uh, she hears Julia coming out of the upstairs bedroom. Kirsty walks up the steps very slowly. Julia does see her and goes into a different room up there. As she's walking up the stairs, I thought this was weird. Why did she just let this happen, uh, Julia? I don't know. So as as Kirsty's walking up the stairs, the man uh, that Julia had brought back for Frank to kill, he like gets out of the room. So he's like out of the room. He's all bloody. His, half of his face is missing or something. Um. I forget what he says, but then uh, does he like fall down? Because doesn't Frank come out behind him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the guy Julia brought home, uh, Frank, basically he kills him, but he gets out of the room, and then he, behind him, Frank walks out of the room, and that's when he says to uh, Kirsty, come to daddy. Yeah. Was that a thing? Did people do that, you think? I think it's a weird thing to say, but. Come to daddy. Creepy Uncle mm. Frank. Yeah. Uncle Frank's, Frank's just creepy. Frank's got some demons, that's for sure. Um, somehow, and I didn't understand this fully. I didn't want to rewind it, but uh, I watched enough of this movie. But uh, <laughs> somehow Kirsty ends up in the room, and Frank pushes her up against the wall. Kirsty punches him in the stomach, and like she pulls part of his stomach out. Yeah, yeah. it's gross. Wow. Mm. She then knees him in the balls and grabs the box. Mm-hmm. This is where we have serious problems. Frank freaks the fuck out that she has the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, she throws it out of the window, and mm-hmm. it lands out on the ground. She runs down the steps out of the house, picks it up, and continues to run away from the house. Um, then we see Kirsty walking down a sidewalk. She passes out. There's a group of very diverse people around her. Um, and then she wakes up in some sort of bed. Scene 12, Kirsty's awakening it's like i said she wakes up and she's supposed to be in a doctor's office but did you notice the nurse it was a weird fucking hospital it was weird it was like a basement yeah and the nurse was sitting watching television and the only thing on the tv was that rose i guess i didn't notice what was on the tv Mm. yeah it was that rose that kept blooming and then it would just keep going over and over again so she was sitting down watching so i was like i don't think I was like, one, this is either a dream sequence, or two, this is not really a hospital. It's not a hospital I would want to be in. Um, <laughs> it did look no. like a basement or something. Right. So Kirsty wakes up. Uh, the nurse realizes she's awake. She goes to get the doctor. The doctor makes Kirsty lay back down and tells her that uh, when they found her, she was holding on to the cube. He pulls the cube out of his uh, coat. Uh, he told her she was holding on to it like grim death. Hmm. Mm. Um, he sets the cube on the table next to her. I said, why does this hospital look like a dingy, a dingy basement with a kitchen door with what would, would normally be in a restaurant window oh. in the door? Like the it's a round window, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this this cannot be a hospital. Unless maybe this thing is supposed to be overseas somewhere, which I've never been, so I don't, maybe that's what hospital rooms look like. I don't know. It's a very low-budget hospital. Well, she gets up and she tries to walk out and the door's locked. So they locked her in the room. That's another thing. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this can't be a real mm-hmm. hospital. Um, she begins playing with the cube. It starts making chiming noises and like pink, uh, pinkish red rays come out of it. And they're like flashing on the box. 
Um, the more she plays with it, Blu-rays start coming out of it, and the box uh, starts to open up. As the box starts to open up, the walls in her hospital room break in half, and they open up like sliding doors, and we see there's a hallway behind it. She hears screaming and crying from the hallway. She is walking down the hallway in her, in her hospital gown. The hallway is very dark. It's illuminated by red and blue lights. I think they were supposed to mimic the lights that were coming out of the cube, but it is very dark. You can't see much. Um, the crying sounded like babies crying to me. Dude. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. Um, so she continues to walk. Um, she hears the crying. of Again, I think it sounded like a small child or a baby. As she walks, she sees something down the hallway, which appears to be a large red creature. I said it looked like a scorpion, but with human skin and a deformed face. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be. What what was your (laughs) take on that? I called it a scorpacuda. A what? Because it looked like a scorpion mixed with like a barracuda-like team. Yeah, it did. Actually, let me say that. I don't know. I kind of thought, like, was that supposed to be the devil? (laughs) I would say it was the I don't know. Devil. I mean, it wasn't one of the Cinnabots or whatever those things are. I was thinking it was the devil. But it was creepy. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Because to me, it looked like a scorpion on the bottom. But then as it zoomed out, because it started chasing her down the hallway. Wasn't um, it running on the ceiling and shit? I think it was holding on. It's like a bar or something up top. Yeah. And that's what it was like. I don't know. It was weird. It kind of reminded me of that fucking worm on Beetlejuice. Sandworm. Oh, the sandworm? The sand shark, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was clear, clearly getting over it because my notes for this scene is basically shit happens. <laughs> Cinnabot show up. <laughs> Dude, Seth was not feeling this movie. No. Um, yeah, it chases her down the hallway before it can bite her, though. It gets right up on her ass. Before it can bite her, mm. she flops back into her hotel, her hotel room, her hospital room. And the door uh, and the wall is gone. So the, that door that was in her, her hospital room wall is gone. But she can still hear the creature like hitting the wall behind the wall. Um, she grabs the cube again. And the wall starts to light up green and yellow around what looked like a brick pattern. Mm-hmm. The TV in her room starts squealing. The lights in the ceiling break. Her medicine bag explodes. But it's blood this time instead of medicine. Um, and the blood goes everywhere all over the walls. And then a new creature shows up in her room. It's a person with no eyes and an open mouth without lips. It pushes her <laughs> it pushes her up against the wall and sticks their fingers in her mouth. Uh, uh, so much finger mouth uh, action. He like pushes her up against the wall with two fingers in her mouth. Um yeah, so here, this is the chattering Cenobites. That's its name. <laughs> A flash of lightning occurs, and a very fat creature shows up with what looks like no hair and sunglasses on. This is the Butterball Cenobite. There's a third flash of light, and a tall, skinny man in a leather coat appears, and nails are sticking out of his head. This is Pinhead, mm-hmm. the lead Cenobite. I think there's another flash, and that's when the female Cenobite, but I don't have that written in here, so maybe she's not even in this scene. I really don't remember. Um... Pinhead tells her that she's opened the box, and that's why they had to come. He tells her that they are explorers in the further realm of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Okay. Kirstie tells him to go to hell. <laughs> so the female Cenobite is there because she says, um, 
they cannot go to hell alone. So evidently, if you call them by doing the cube, you have to go with them. They cannot return without you. Uh, Pinhead tells her that she solved the box. She uh, she must now go with them and taste their pleasures. Kirstie tells Pinhead that Frank Cotton has escaped them and that she can lead them to Frank. So apparently at this point, they didn't even know he was gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. But Pinhead tells her that he wants her... Uh, he wants to hear him confess himself and that if she's trying uh, or if she's lying, they will tear her soul apart. Whoa. It's a little drastic. Did you guys like this scene? Mm-mm. Mm. Just creepy like the rest. Seems a little over the top for me. Yeah. Not a lot of explaining. I don't know. Scene 13, Frank and Julia scheme. I said, meanwhile, Frank still wants that fresh skin. (laughs) 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 Frank and Julia are back in the attic discussing how they can get away from uh, away since Kirstie has gone away with the box and she's going to tell them everything. I assume they're talking about the Cenobites, Cenobits, Cenobots, whatever the hell they're called. Larry gets home from work and Julia sends him up to Frank's attic. Uh, We see Julia sitting in the bedroom and Larry walks in behind her. He touches her face and blood streaks on her face. Um, I have a note here. Frank killed Larry, so he turned into him, question mark. So is he taking these people's body parts, a.k.a. Creeper-esque? So how did he become... F- so Frank becomes Larry. Yeah, I don't I don't know. This is where it gets confusing. Just, hey, it looks just like him. It's him. It's not explained. Um... Yeah, so now uh, we are to assume Larry is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank killed Larry. Then he became him like Nicolas Cage, um, John Travolta face-off style. Old Nick Cage. Kirsty <laughs> shows up at the house and is distraught. Julia lets her in, and Kirsty runs up and hugs Larry. Larry is acting very calm. However, he is super sweaty. He has blood all over his forehead, mm-hmm. his ears, and back of his neck. Mm-hmm. His shirt has blood all over it. And Kirstie de- doesn't realize this at all. Never at one. She's like, I don't. Hmm. Yeah. The back of his like ears was what I hated the most. How uh, there was like still. Chunks? Yes. Yeah. Like wasn't like he didn't seal it off. It was just. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Mm. Kirstie tells him about Frank and what's going on. Larry tells Kirstie that Frank is gone. He's dead. And Larry had to put him out of his misery. I have a note. Why is she not noticing any of this blood? I don't know. Um, Larry's clearly not acting like his normal self. He's even talking like Frank talks. Um, Gertie tells Larry that she wants to see Frank. Frank, uh, Larry tells Julia to take Kirstie upstairs to see Frank. So she takes her up in the attic. There's a body on the floor. It's smoking. There's no skin. So, I mean, uh, I guess we're to assume that Frank skinned Larry and then put his skin on him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, is it a perfect fit? Like, what? I'm doing not because the back of his head wouldn't close. Right. <laughs> um, the body has no skin on it. It's all bloody. Julia um, then locks Kirsty in the attic. The Cenobites show up, and Pinhead tells Kirsty that they want the man who killed the body laying on the floor. Kirsty yells at them and tells them that they can't have him. It's her father. And she's running down the steps. Uh, she runs out of the room. She's running down the steps. Julia, like, awkwardly grabs her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Larry begs Julia to stay. I have this written wrong, I bet. Larry begs Kirsty to stay with them, and they can all be happy there. And that's when he says, come to daddy. Come to like daddy. Like twice. Yeah. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Kirsty at that point knows Larry is not Larry, that he is actually Frank. Mm-hmm. Kirsty grabs his face and rips a huge chunk out of his cheek. This was Big nasty, wasn't it? Yeah. This part made me laugh, though. Why? What he said. What'd he say? He was like, so much for this cat and mouse shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did <just> say that. <laughs> uh, I don't even have that. I laughed. Uh, I think I was just over it at this point. I wasn't writing much down. <laughs> I do have a note, though. I said the actor that plays Larry is actually doing a really great job. Because he did act like Frank. Like yeah. his, his, mm. The way he was like talking and his facial expressions and the way he was moving, he was acting just like the current or the previous actor was playing Frank. So mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, Larry walks up to stab Kirsty, uh, uh, but as as he goes to stab her, we see that Julie is holding her, and Kirsty moves, and Larry, a.k.a. Larry Frank, stabs <laughs> Julia. Um. Then he does something where he like grabs her neck and like puts his fingers in her neck and like, pushes her up against the yeah. wall. And, like sucks something out of her. Uh, I I don't know. That's weird. He tells her um, it's nothing personal before pulling out the knife and going after Kirsty. Larry walks up the steps after Kirsty um, as she's hiding in one of the upstairs bedrooms. We get a nice jump scare here, Seth. Jesus jump scare. Jesus falls out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Didn't even write it down. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? <laughs> I might have. I bet your um I bet your um Uber Dash or Uber Uber Eats guy showed up with your wings. DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash, yeah. that's it. Uber Dash. I'm I like, like I'm Uber not, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> <not> pausing <laughs> this shit. Kirsty's uh upstairs hiding in a room which there's like sheets all over these like I'm guessing it's old furniture, I'm not really sure. That's what it looked like. Um she's like sliding around the outside of the room against the walls and she slides up against this um, dresser or something and a dead body one of the men that Julie had killed earlier falls out on her shoulder and all these maggots fall out of his mouth like mm-hmm. all over they like go down her shirt it's all over it was like Ugh. yuck <laughs> um, she doesn't scream though she doesn't scream Kirsty sneaks back out of the room since she no longer hears Larry slash Frank Outside of the room, she begins to cry. I don't know why she's doing that. She knows that room has those Cenobites in it. Why are you still there? Kirsty? what are you doing? We see Larry walk out of the attic room right behind her. He pulls out his knife. She cries and slowly walks back into the attic room. Again, bad choice. She falls next to her dad's body. Larry slash Frank tells her not to mourn for him. He was dead long before they ever got to him. Hmm. He says, don't worry, Uncle Frank is here. Your dear old Uncle Frank. Big mistake, Frank. Big mistake, Frank. As he says this, the walls start to glow and your music starts to play. As the lights get brighter, you can see the Cenobites standing in the room. The chains with hooks come out of the walls and the chatter Cenobite pushes Frank back into the room away from the door. Penhead tells him that they had to hear it from his own lips. Frank tries to stab Kirsty, but a hook goes through his hand first. Uh, more hooks come out of the walls. They go through his body all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, it's like pulling his face off. It's yeah. disgusting. Mm-hmm. He looks at Kirsty with his face being pulled off, licks his lips, 
Mm-hmm. It says, Jesus wept. Yeah. Why? Fucking weird. I don't what know. does that mean? I don't know. I said he was a freak to the bitter end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was. Kirsty runs out of the room. She's walking down the steps. The female Cenobite is there scraping the wall with a hook. And she asks her why she's leaving them so soon. She walks into the bedroom, and Julia's in bed holding on to the, um, the box. The female Cenobite falls her into the bedroom, and Kirsty grabs the box. Pinhead is behind her, and he says, We have such sights to show you. Kirsty starts to close the box. Pinhead tells her not to do that as he explodes into yellow bright lights. The house begins to fall apart. Kirsty's fuck buddy shows up, Steve, and runs into the house. Behind Kirsty is the chattering Cenobite, Seth's favorite. She closes another side of the box, and that Cenobite explodes. The chattering Cenobite, Cenobite explodes into uh, of, of an array of lights. I don't know what these things are. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Steve, the fuck buddy, runs up the stairs. Behind him is Butterball, the Cenobite, the fat one. Um, he starts to grab at Steve, but as he does, the ceiling falls in on him. The front door opens and they are trying to leave. They think, hey, we're out of here, but then that fucking scorpion creature flies through the door. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in this scene. Yeah, the scorpacuda. The scorpacuda <laughs> shows up from Beetlejuice. Um, Kirstie fights it. It's, they're like doing like this, like, you know how little girls fight? Like my kids, like mm-hmm. they like slap box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what she was doing with this barrack scorpacuda. And uh, the cube falls on the floor. Kirstie's grabbing for it. The Scorpacuda's grabbing for it. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck Steve's doing. He's over in the corner. He's not doing shit. No, worthless. <laughs> he should have stayed at home. Yeah. Um, Kirstie gets it. She grabs it. She closes it. Um, she closes the final side, making the scorpion explode in the yellow lights as the other Cenobites had previously. The, although the only one she did not kill was the Butterball somehow. Mm. Oh, I guess I missed that. The house fell on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Good. No, I was just going to say that, like, the Rubik's Cube thing mm-hmm. is basically like like the proton pack in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I guess it kind of is. Sort of. Sucks them back. Like well, it sucks them back in. Or yeah. I don't know yeah. if it yeah, kills them. them or if it just, like, puts them it's back like in I think place. they're just back in the cube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they keep coming back and going away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a question about sense. that later. So remember that. Kirstie and FB, that's fuckboy. Or no, fuck buddy. He was kind of a fuckboy, though, really, when you think about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Walk out of the smoking house as the door shuts behind them. It begins to rain. And Steve, a.k.a. FB, gives Kirstie his jacket. What a gentleman. Didn't help her at all with that scorpion, <laughs> but buddy, here's a jacket. It's raining. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking chivalry's not dead, people. The house windows begin to glow orange, and we see a pick of Frank burning in a fire. Final scene. Burn it down. Kirsty and Steve are standing around a bunch of piles of fire. There's like a chair on fire. There's like yeah, a pile like a of random rubble. Chair and, yeah. It was weird. I said, I think this is supposed to be the house burnt down. Oh, I thought they were like in a dump or something. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> But a maybe it was. I didn't think is about that. Is that what you thought it was? It wasn't the house? No, that's what I thought. No, that it was not the house. Okay, I kind of thought maybe they burnt the house down. But that would make more sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably never know. Um, I hope they burnt that damn house down. Maybe it's explained in Hellraiser 2 that I won't be watching. <laughs> Kirsty throws the cube on the pile of rubble, and as they watch it burn, the homeless man from the cricket man, mm. man eating the crickets, subway boy, he walks up. 
Um, he grabs the cube out of the fire. Oh God, he, he doesn't even grab it out of the fire. He <laughs> walks into the fire, picks up the cube. His entire body is on fire. His skin's burning mm. off. He turns into a dragon. I put dragon question mark. He's holding the cube <laughs> uh, in one of his talons. Right? Yeah, with, ta- with, with his talons. Um, he flies off into the sky. And as the camera pans out, we see the cube sitting on the same table that mm-hmm. Frank purchased it from at the beginning of the movie. And the dirty-fingered Asian man <laughs> is asking someone, what's your pleasure, sir? Pleasure, sir. Pleasure, sir. What's your pleasure, <laughs> sir? The end. Like, what in the hell was that dragon thing? Like, that wasn't even explained. <laughs> this movie was fucking Is that nuts. supposed to be the devil? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of questions after this one. Mm. Caitlin, was it Caitlin? Caitlin. I appreciate the suggestion. I'm glad I watched it because again, Hellraiser is a very, very um, well known, well known, popular character within the horror community. Uh, Got to be honest, this one's not in in mm. my uh, top anything. No, definitely not in mine. Mm. I was disappointed because I. <laughs> always heard of it so i assumed it was yeah. like a popular franchise yeah. and maybe it is but ugh. i don't know um i got some questions for you guys but we're gonna do that during the getting lit and talking shit portion so what i want to do is i want to go ahead and rate this bad boy because i can't <laughs> wait to hear <laughs> i can't wait to hear what seth rates this guy um so i'm gonna preface this by saying this is our second ever listener request. The first listener request, Kruby's request, was uh, Brightburn. Seth gave Brightburn a 3.8. Um, Seth's highest rated movie thus far. Do you remember what it is, Seth? Mm, it's either Rear Window or The Ring. Mm, it's Rear Window at a 48 your second is actually uh, Jeepers Creepers with a 4.6. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. You get a ring of 4.5. Anyway, Hellraiser, Kruby's Request, number two. Caitlin's pick. What do you give Hellraiser? One. <laughs> One stabby. <laughs> Again, I should have told people. This is a, a five, up to five system. You can give up to five stabbies. If, if you stab somebody more than five times, I think you might uh, be a psychopath. Yeah. So we can't go above five. Jess, Brightburn, Kruby's review number one, you gave Brightburn a 4.0. Mm-hmm. Do you know what your highest rated movie is? Scream. <laughs> <laughs> you gave Scream a five. I did. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. Beetlejuice 4.9. I didn't know we were supposed to be so so skeptical about it. I'm not. I'm not. Stop it. Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw, 4.8. The Ring, a 4.7. What do you give Hellraiser? Kruby's request, number two, Hellraiser. What is your stabbies? I love Caitlin, but also I gave it a one. A one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I feel like a Sorry, zero is like, I don't know. Like, I would never watch it again, but... I wouldn't tell someone necessarily not to because somebody might like it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like everyone should watch it just because it's like such a, a thing. Yeah. But like. Yeah. I would never watch it again. Yeah. Ever. 
Okay. <laughs> On we go. So it right now, no, right now, Caitlin, your movie is averaging a one stabby rating. If I don't swoop in here and help <laughs> out, <laughs> you might be in trouble. Uh, okay. Brightburn, Kruby's request number one. That was requested by T. Faust. I gave that a 2.75. And you guys kind of gave me some shit for that. You said I was a little low. On I thought that was low for that. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay. Because um, you really weren't very negative about it, so I wasn't surprised. I liked it. It's just it wasn't, it's not something that like is going to be, I don't know. I'm not getting into that with you, Seth. I'm upset. <laughs> My highest rated movie is The Ring with a 4.9. And now, after last episode, Scream with a 4.9. Tied them up there. Had to, had to change it up. You know, that's what's great about life is you live and you learn and you can only learn from your mistakes, right? How do you this know if you don't make mistakes? The Strangers was a 4.8 for me. This movie, Caitlin, I'm sorry. Um, and the only reason I'm going this low is because I gave Beetlejuice a 1.5. And I'll be, I would watch Beetlejuice twice <laughs> before <laughs> I would watch this movie again. I gave it a one stabby rating. Um... So, Kruby's request to Hellraiser, the iconic penhead, walks away with a one stabby rating from the horror movie crew. Sorry. I'm not even <laughs> upset. I'm not even upset. Like, it, I'm glad I watched this movie because, again, Penhead is such mm-hmm. a uh, important, well, maybe not important. That's a, an over, that's a stretch. He is a very popular um, character in horror mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sitting here trying to figure out why I don't think the concept of the maybe. movie was bad it just was not well done maybe it's better in like later movies? movies yeah I don't know maybe I was just I think the biggest thing is I was confused why he wasn't in it much Mm-mm. at all but he's such a big deal yeah. yeah so maybe it is the later ones he's more of a prominent yeah I don't know mm. I don't know I feel like a lot it. was not explained. Yeah. It, it leaves a yeah. lot, uh, a lot to be explained. Hopefully, maybe later. I don't know. Uh, maybe Caitlin will come back and she'll say, "Hey, look, uh, I, I really meant like Hellraiser 12 was the first good one. <laughs> Took him 11 <laughs> times to get it right." I want Caitlin's stabby review on this. So, Caitlin, please let us know. Yeah, that's a great. Everybody should let us know. What everybody they think. should, yes. But Caitlin specifically, because I want to yes. know. <laughs> If like she gives it a one, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> like, do you really like it, or are you just trying to dick with us? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's see if these assholes will watch this fucking movie. We did, Caitlin. <laughs> thank you. Um. Yeah, that's it. They, it gets a one. A one stabby rating from, from the HMC. Um, I'm glad I watched it, though. I'm not even upset. Me neither. Uh, did we have any new requests that need to go on the wheel? The Wheel of Death we before we spin it? Wheel. We did not get any new ones. Okay. But we have quite a few on there. So. Okay, beautiful. Well, so uh, we're going to determine now what's going to be the Kruby's review number three. So far, we had Brightburn, as requested by T. Faust. We had Hellraiser, requested by our good friend, Caitlin. Um, or so we think she's our good friend. After that, <laughs> I'm not sure. She is. I know. I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> So, Jess, what is going to be the Kruby's request number three episode for the horror movie crew? 
doing the spin. Spinning. Yes. <laughs> you want to tell them what's on there? Why don't you? Why don't you tell them what's on okay. there? There is it, the 1990 version, <laughs> The Birds, Amityville Horror, 2005, Sleepaway Camp, Ooh. Event Horizon, Evil Dead, The Witch, <laughs> Crawl, Ooh. and I need to put um, Striptease. There Ooh. was another one that Cat B told us to watch. A fucking Cat B. What uh, was it? That platform. We thought one? it was a series. Yeah, platform. the platform. Oh, isn't that on there? Something no, we forgot to add it last time. Platform. 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 <laughs> but while she's adding that, if you have any suggestions, even if you do want to fuck with us and give us shitty movies to watch, we'll watch them. Clearly, mm-hmm. we watch this one. Yeah. yeah. So, shoot us. Uh, preferably a review on iTunes would be cool. Um, Josh really likes the M Night. Shyamalan movies, so... <laughs> I mean, I'll watch them, but I don't really care for them. But Instagram, <laughs> Twitter... Dude, I don't think anybody even gets on Facebook anymore. Not for this. Man. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Give us some suggestions, please. please. Is it spinning? I'm spinning. She's spinning. She's spinning like Frank upside down on the fucking square <laughs> thing. God, please don't be the witch. Please don't be the witch. Give it a good intro. Oh, man, it's spinning for a while. It's still spin, spinning? Spin, spin. You spent the shit out of that thing. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, Sleepaway good. Camp. I believe that was Mallory's pick. Yeah, I think it was. Horror. Not, I've never seen that one. Horror movie crew. Mal. Krubies. It's an 80s one, right? Yes. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp. It's a done deal. Thanks, Mal. Mal Thank you. I'm excited about that movie. It's 1983. Fuck. <laughs> Horror slasher. I was excited about Hellraiser. Um, I'm really excited for this one. It's got a lot of good reviews. I'm just I'm appreciative of anybody who suggests a movie. Not yes. everybody's gonna. I am surprised that all three of us did not like this movie, but we're not all going to agree. That's what makes life fun. That's right. All right, we're gonna jump into my favorite portion of the podcast: getting lit. And we're going to talk a little bit of shit. <laughs> It'll probably be me messing with Seth. He likes it when I do that. Don't let him fool you. If anybody listens to this and like, man, Josh is a real dick towards Seth. No, he really is. He likes it. <laughs> All the time. He actually gives me cliff notes before. He's like, cliff he, notes? He gives me notes. He's like, hey, could you say this? I'm like, well, it's kind of a dick comment, but I will. Like, like I don't can you talk about my shoulders, yeah. please? Hey, could you do, Could you pump <laughs> me up a little bit, man? It's been a while. This coronavirus is killing my sex life. <laughs> All right. Anyway, all right, I got some questions for you guys. Yes. As always, let's jump into my uh, after the movie questions though first. All right. Did anybody hate Julie as much as I did? Yes. yes. Can we please talk about this lady? She's I not a likable character. Hate her. She's a bitch. She transformed into David Bowie by the end of the movie. <laughs> it's like a, a, a like if David Bowie and Johnny Cash had a baby. Yes. Bowie yeah. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. And of course. She's a ginger. Do you, do you think that's real ginger or did she die at ginger? Look orange. Might have been kind yeah, of orangey. I didn't like her in the beginning. Like at all. At all. No. Mm-mm. I feel like what they tried to do very poorly is they tried to have a transitional, throughout the movie, have her character transition from like this character that we may like, we may not like, into this character we hated. But they did mm-hmm. such a bad job of it. Because like even her like transformation from like clothing. Yeah. The first time we saw her, she's wearing like a white shirt, like light gray pants, and then like 
Johnny Cash. Yeah. And then Ziggy Stardust. But <laughs> 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 oh, she wasn't even likable in the beginning. Like that's true. When, when she put the Ziggy out, that was it for me. Yeah. As soon as she did that, I was like, "This lady's a straight up Fucking bitch." Trash. <laughs> 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 oh my! I agree. She was mean to Kirsty. She's, I don't know. I just don't Kirsty. Kirsty. Kirsten Dunst. What the fuck's her name? Wasn't that Kirsty? Kirsty. Kirsty. It's Kirsten. Kirsty. You're adding a lot of a lot of fucking vowels in there, Seth. It's fine. Whatever. Um. Okay. So, do the Cenobites only come when the puzzle is solved? Do you have to solve all sides of the puzzle or just one? Because, in order to make them disappear, you have to close each side. So, in this entire movie, we only we never saw. Frank didn't solve any of the puzzle. He just like laid in some candle lights and shit started happening. He opened it or something though. Did did we see him do that? He did something with it. He was he like it. touching it and it kept like moving, moving. a little bit. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> poking it. <laughs> poking it. <laughs> so maybe in order for the Cenobites to come out you have to f- to solve all sides of it. Cuz aren't there four Cenobites? There's Pinhead, Chatter, mm-hmm. Butterball, and the chick. chick. The female. So mm-hmm. there's four is there four there was more than four sides in that cube. Wasn't there? Or was there only four sides? Four sides. Yeah, four sides. Yeah. I didn't really see any puzzle solving. It just looked like they were like opening it and pushing it down. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But he says you solved the puzzle, We ha- or we came because you solved the puzzle, right? So I'm wondering if you have to solve all sides to get them to come out, and then you have to put them back in accordingly by closing Wouldn't the sides. Wouldn't there be six, though? Six? That's what I thought. If it's a cube. No, I'm confused. I'm more confused. Well, there was the scorpion thing, and then okay, the so maybe oh, that maybe was the Cenobite, the dragon, at the end, or whatever that. But was she closed the cube. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Mm, Hellraiser two. She mm. didn't close the cube. Not happening. Okay, I I would just <laughs> like, and you know what? Maybe Hellraiser because I know there's a lot of people out there that love these movies. Maybe they can explain to us. I think it has a decent us. Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't it? Oh yeah, it does. Maybe Caitlin has more information. It's unbelievable. About it. If Caitlin, I'll tell you what. I'm willing to fucking. If Caitlin wants to come on here and argue with us about this movie and tell us how great it is, <laughs> I'll have her on. Caitlin should definitely come on. Yeah. let her come on, yeah. dude. Any anybody that wants to come on the podcast, there's a questionnaire to fill out. Yes, it's an application. <laughs> <laughs> application form. Yeah. Anyway, um, what are the Cenobites exactly? What is, what was your take on the Cenobites? What are these things? Demons. Yeah, I just I thought they were demons. Just demons. Something like that. Well, Pinhead's got nails in his face. Mm -hmm. The female has like piercings and huge lip rings. Chatter has no eyes. No eyes and kind of a weird mouth. Or lips. Um, And then the other guy's just fat. But he took off his. I forgot that part. He took off his glasses. And Mm. his eyelids were shown. (laughs) Shown. They were shown shut. His eyelids were sewn shut. Hmm. Okay. I already asked you this. Where do you think this movie takes place? We don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't get a feel for it. Northampton. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The subway station (laughs) gave it away. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Final question. Was this movie scary in 1987? I'm sure it was. At least the goriness of yeah, it was probably. It, it, it was I thought gross. that was actually okay. Yeah. Like, it was gross. It was gross. Is but that what they're going for? I think so. I mean, yes. it wasn't a lot of jump scare type. This is stuff. like the lead, the lead into torture porn? Kind of. Your yeah. saws, your hills have eyes? Kind of. Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe that's why it's so popular. All right. Well, hey, if you guys want to watch it, it's free on Amazon Prime. It's 94 minutes. With Seth said it's 94 <laughs> minutes of his life. He'll never get back. <laughs> there really weren't any popular actors in this whole movie. I guess um, Doug Bradley, the guy that plays Pinhead, was like a Broadway actor. or so He's like oh. a famous actor. Mm. A lot of people didn't even know that was him playing Pinhead, I guess. Uh, Clive Barker's the director. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think the budget was for this movie? Ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, nineteen eighty seven. I feel like that was probably pretty advanced for the time. Okay. Like fifteen. Say ten million. One million. Really? Oh. God, we are way off with that. What do you think the box office was? Ten bucks. <laughs> One person went to see it. I'm gonna say eighteen. Five? Fourteen point six. Uh really? Yep. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a... Ooh, Seth's getting a call. Mama. That's my mom. <laughs> Ooh, is she worried about you because <laughs> of the storm? Know. She probably forgot I was recording. You can answer it. No, it's all right. Go ahead and answer it. No. <laughs> you sure? Yes. All right. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 73. What? Take your phone there and go one divided by five. What do we give it? What is that? Point two. Twenty <laughs> percent. We gave it twenty percent. It's better than zero. Well, Person. you know. I think we felt bad because we like Caitlin. Um The Cinebites design, their clothing, their look, it's all based off of S and M clubs. The Cinebites, I feel like kind of set the stage for a lot of monsters in like later horror films. Mm. Really? Because they all reminded me of like yeah. certain things that I've seen. I can see that. I mean, they were, like, scary looking. Mm-hmm. They had a cool look, but they just, like, I thought like they focused too much on Frank. They did. Yeah. yeah. And not enough on the Cenobites. Right. I feel like if they remade this movie, like, this specific movie, same storyline, it could be a lot better. Yeah. If they, like, mm-hmm. did, like, kind of what Rob Zombie did with Halloween when he did his take on Halloween. And I have a... You all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hit his tooth. I have a bunch of theories on that movie, but which hopefully someday we'll do that movie. But anyway, I feel like if they redid, maybe he should do this movie. Rob. Mm. I just think a lot of stuff needed explained better. Yeah. It's real choppy. If, if you take this movie and you redo it, but you have like kind of what he did with Rob Zombie with Halloween where he'd like, Basically, the whole second half of that movie is just the original remade, right? Who would be Pinhead? <sighs> Chop Top. Chop Top Mosley would be sweet as Pinhead. I don't know. I think he would be good. I don't know. But if you take the movie, you redo it, maybe have the Frank part be like the first quarter of the movie and then actually go into the Cenobite later. Or maybe it's it's Kirsty dealing with the Cenobites the whole time. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. No. Well. There's a lot of potential. Kirstie could be Scout. Oh, I love Scout. Scout's yeah. getting old, though. Scout can't play Kirstie. We're setting this up. Oh, yeah. She could totally play that. She looks. She could play a younger character still, I feel like. Yeah. We could make our own virgin. <laughs> we can make our own virgin or version? Version. Version, okay. Well, you would definitely be the... Uh, the Scorpicuda. Ooh, oh, the Scorpicuda. That'll be fun. It, the three of us, who would we be in this movie? That might yeah. be a new segment. <laughs> you yeah, can see my ass hanging from the ceiling like that. <laughs> yep. You would be Larry. I could see that. 
Oh, like Josh would be Larry, though. I feel like I'd be Frank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually. Frank. Yeah. Come to daddy. <laughs> God. He's all in line the entire movie. Come to daddy. Rob Zombie, if you ever remake this movie, please take that line out. Yeah, please. Jessica would be Julia. No. <laughs> Who do you feel like you'd be? Kirsty? I think I'd be There's Pinhead. Two chicks in it. Ooh, or the female Cenobite. I'd be the female Cenobite. That'd be the, Seth. The female. Which one am I? You keep putting me in different. I kind of want to be Chatter. She picked you as. L- <laughs> she picked you as Larry. I don't see you as a Larry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're the bo- you're the fuck boy boyfriend. Oh, oh Steve. I could be the fuck boy. Yeah. You would be fuck boy. I feel like yeah. I would Let's be see. Frank. Did you guys both pick me for? Yeah. Frank? I think you would be Frank. Yeah. <laughs> What's that say about me? Hmm. That can't be good. That can't be good at all, really. <laughs> huh. All right. So we got female Cenobite. It's fuck boy Steve. Frank. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. Frankie. Uncle Frank. Uh, just so you guys know, Roger Ebert hated this movie. Go figure. Doesn't he hate all the horror movies, though? Yeah, usually. If not, I didn't like this one. Here's a cool thing. So Dimension Films wanted to do, after the success of Freddy vs. Jason, Dimension Films wanted to do a Hellraiser versus Halloween movie. No. And John Carpenter actually said he would be on board to direct it. Mm-mm. Mustafa Akkad shot the idea down. He's the one that owns the rights to the Halloween movies. Shot it right down. Didn't want to see a Hellraiser versus mm-hmm. Halloween. Damn. Seth keeps saying that's all he's saying is mm mm I wouldn't mind seeing it. I like when they face people off against each other. I really liked Freddy vs. Jason when it came out. They need to do like a remember like celebrity death match, mm-hmm. but just with all horror characters. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. neat. Like, start off with one movie, and then whoever survives that movie goes up against the next person. Yes. Hmm. It, is Halloween Kills coming out this year? No. It got pushed, didn't it? To it next got year? pushed a full year out. I yeah. thought it did, so but then I saw a poster over the weekend that said it was coming out this year. No, so it's not. So. 21. Dude, next year might be a good year for horror movies, because I think they're doing the new Scream movie next year. Fingers crossed. Scream 5. Ooh. Hmm. You know I'm a little biased when it comes to that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Series. The movie series. The movie series. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? It's an hour and 30 minutes, Caitlin. I didn't think this was going to go 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like Seth after he drinks a bunch of whiskey. He can just go longer. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Nothing? Nope. I feel like we discussed it yeah, in we went great detail. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. Caitlin, thank you. We gave you a lot of shit, rightfully so. Your movie got a one Dabby average rating, which is at this point the bottom of the barrel. It's doing worse than um, Jessica's pick, Beetlejuice. Yeah, anyway. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. If you guys have any suggestions, send them to us. Instagram, Twitter, at Horror Movie Crew. We're on there somewhere. Where are we at? I don't even know. You got it written down? Horror Movie Crew. That's it? Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, mm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, let's, at Horror Movie Crew. Let's say somebody's a little shy and they may just want to send us an email. We're, send us an email. Can they email us? Yeah. What's the email? It's <laughs> horror, <laughs> horror movie crew at gmail. Okay. Nailed it. Horror movie crew at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, thank you. Hellraiser, one stabby, average from the horror movie crew. Next time. 
Kruby's review number three. We're doing sleepaway camp. Yeah. Who suggested that? Mal. Mal. Macabre. Mal McCabre. Ray. Ray. <laughs> Check her out on Instagram. She makes yes. some cool shit. Bye. I'm out of here. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 See ya. <laughs> <laughs> What's for dinner, Pop? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>